Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DCU Pens Finest, and Chris Coulter, CB Culture Boy. And our guest today, Manny King, aka Mander Manny, on Twitter. One of the best draft scouts I've seen on Twitter. Um, stadium, rant, uh, stadium rant writer. Uh, some of the best in fantasy, uh, draft analysis, you know, regular football analysis y'all should really go check him out i'll make sure to leave his twitter link in the description uh but today all of us will be talking about the nfl draft specifically the 2024 qb class uh and then while manny is here we're also going to uh touch up upon the clippers rebuild or not rebuild rebrand uh, as they got a new logo new uniforms of course they got the new stadium coming with steve ballmer putting all of his money into that which is Amazing idea. I actually watched a video on it earlier. Um, but, of course, before we get into any of that, we always got to start with Summit's Plummets. We'll start with Danny, and that'll give uh, Manny an idea of how it goes. Yeah, I'm going to start with my Summit. Chris, my Summit is actually kicking it over to Chris. <laughs> yes, so my Summit for today is that Danny texted me last night, and it made my day because he was watching – Kings basketball, I think, and then he saw what I've been saying about Sabonis for about two years now. That a lot of those stats are fluff, and that made me very, very happy for a lot of reasons. And I'm not necessarily a Sabonis hater, but seeing Danny come to the light like that, that really made my day. So I want to share in Summit with Danny today of my of Danny's Summit. I'm gonna share in his today because that was also that can also be my summit too. My real summit is that the Miami Heat used the power of friendship and Tom Foolery to win last night. It's so funny watching them play without Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero. Dude, it's funny watching them play Bam. in general. Dude, Bam literally looks like he's like the best player on the planet. Sometimes I I don't understand, dude. He just he, if you watch his highlights last night, you're gonna be like, who is this guy? Yeah, no, see that. Not, see in both Sabonis and Bam, you're starting to see Chris's vision. See y'all see it. I'm a bigger Bam wait. fan. I, I, I've always been a big Bam guy. Last year on the, on the show, we can't play off time. I was like, yo, the Heat have a le- legit chance to, to beat the Bucks in the first round. I think, no, I, I think you just, I, you might have flat out picked the Heat. He did, he did. I think he did. Yeah, you, you picked the Heat, but you also took the bit too far and you took them to beat the Nuggets. So, hey, uh, 
I would say, yeah. but Yosh, I respect it. I respect it. Yeah, I'm a, then, hey, uh, I, I'm I'm a, I'm a Sixers fan, so Tobias Harris over me sticks in my heart very very dearly. Is Tobias Harris your plummet for this week? Tobias he's Harris, rough, he's had a rough. He's had a, he's had a rough last four years, dude. He's not he's not worth 140, 180 million. Dude, I'd be surprised if him someone offers him ten crumble cookies next contract. Yeah, no, he no, he's gonna get a deal. Let's not do that. Nah, he's gonna he, get he's gonna go to he's gonna go to OKC and be like a third wing on their team. Maybe, maybe we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Manny, what is the summit this week? What's and mind you, this does not have to stick with sports. This can quite literally be anything. It could be like Drake. Drake got leaked or something like that. It could be Whoa. whatever you want. That's not a. That's not, that should not <laughs> yeah, be nah. one of your summits, my man. Whatever nah, you nah. want. I mean, I'll, I'll clip it. I'll, I'll, you know, stick with the the sports theme. Uh, the Clippers got new logos, like you mentioned earlier. Uh, I think that it was long overdue, just because um, the other logo wasn't really cutting it. And I feel like, you know, now people know what a Clipper is. It was a lot of people were like, "Oh, so a Clipper is a ship?" And you're like, yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. But we wouldn't have got that from the logo. So, um, you know, that was a good. I like the um, they're bringing the red jerseys back. Um, so I, that was that was pretty good. I like the whole rebrand, but we'll get into that a little bit more. Um, so yeah, that's my summit for, for right now. Any plummet, any, any downsides to the week at all? Uh, it's probably that, you know, the combine hasn't really kicked off yet. It was like just the anticipation of it. Um, like the, just waiting on the, and a lot of people just dropping out, you know, Jaden and Drake and Caleb, nobody's really throwing or, you know, participating. I think Drake said he was going to do some measurables and, interviews but you know that's probably it. that's that's pretty much a downer i feel like people are looking forward to that i want to ask you this because bryce didn't throw last year but like you could probably put two and two together he was probably at a weight he wasn't comfortable throwing at yet so he didn't do anything but like why would like are these users opting out because like they know their top five picks or like like because honestly at this point who is throwing like right of the top guys Right, I think uh, I think they said JJ is going to throw um, Spencer. He should, yeah, he should he should definitely throw. He could up his draft stock tremendously. Oh yeah, big that's time. A, that's a question. Is JJ a top five guy? We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll talk <laughs> about it. We'll talk about Mr. McCarthy. Um, but yeah, I would say. Oh, I I I guess I do technically have to go. Uh, Summit. Uh, spring ball is back, and the Phillies will be on soon. That's. I'm trying to keep it away from basketball or football because I miss watching the Phillies. We'll be making those those rounds to Citizens Bank Park this summer for sure. Um, and plummet the Celtics have a scheduled loss tonight, unfortunately, <laughs> against the Embiid-less Dude. Sixers. Buddy healed oh, 40 ball. It's just bound to happen. You're speaking the wrong thing into existence. I The Celtics minus 600. I couldn't see Jason Tatum's going to be out by halftime. We're, we're gonna go down. Nah, Jason Tatum's by, gonna have a stinker, and um, Maxi fifty ball on the parquet floor. <laughs> yeah, that's that that that's that's exactly what I'm seeing. Unfortunately, um, you know what happens come come May, come June, you know what will happen. So I don't know what will happen. You know, we'll be in a dog fight, fight with the Heat. That's what's gonna happen. If we play in the playoffs, if God God willing, we make it. Uh, it's, it's it's six Sixers and not happening. Ever. I truly believe that we just might get like another Heat Celtics Eastern Conference Finals or like the winner of that 
if they meet in the second round, then the winner of that's going to the finals. So probably, uh, but uh, yeah, we, we brought up a pretty interesting topic today. Uh, it said for the Philly sports fans, would you rather see Eagles, Sixers, or Phillies win a three-peat? Yeah, uh, let's just apply that to y'all favorite teams. So, of your favorite teams, what would you rather see a three-peat from? Ravens, <clears throat> three-peat, 100%. Ravens, Ravens three-peat. That would be nasty. Yo, ask the question. Lamar, is Lamar better than Patrick Mahomes if he gets a three-peat? If, if he was a three-peat, I, I would be unconsolable on every <laughs> platform I'm ever on. I would nobody be better than him. Nobody. Yeah, three P and two MVPs. Man, that was <laughs> I, I would be leading that hype train for years. I'll be all right, there. Chris. Okay, here's there. the question. What if he three peats but Mahomes wins the MVP all three of them years? Oh, you're, he's care. cooked. Mahomes has five MVPs. <laughs> Don't five care. MVPs, doggy's the goat. Y'all y'all yeah, talking to somebody who has told people for years now. Four greater than six, so that would mean nothing to me. I would just be like, oh, <laughs> like my LeBron Mike uh, conversation. <laughs> so, Manny, what would mean more to you, a Clippers three P or a Commanders three P? Yeah, that's tough. That would be pretty weird. <laughs> yeah, honestly, because basically my whole lifetime has just been, you know, nothing even close to, you know, being an experience. So, I mean, Clippers. I mean, we just made the uh, Western Conference Finals. Just now, just recently. So I mean, I'll give it a little bit. I don't know. I'll give us two years before we uh, get into the championship, um, championship levels. But I'm expecting one soon. So right now, I'll go with Washington just because I feel like that's I don't, I don't know. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be a tougher a tougher hill to climb. Um, so I'll go with Washington, the Commanders. Yeah, and speaking of the Commanders, they do have the second pick. In the NFL draft, so we can talk about uh, one of the you know the potential QBs that they could be taking um, if they take a QB in this year's class. So I believe we kind of have these guys, these quarterbacks, into at least the top guys into two tiers. Start with tier one. U- USC's Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, UNC's Drake May, and LSU's Jaden Daniels. Who, oh, and then Drake we May. Can talk, we we can talk Banker. about. I don't know if you saw a tweet by Kurt Banker. He said that Drake May is Mason Rudolph with, with more athleticism. Yeah. I, I, and he took away two traits. He said with more accuracy and more athletic. I'm like, at that point, you're just talking about a different player. Like, yeah. it's just not the same player anymore. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so we can kind of break down the two tiers where we have each guy, the the guys ranked um, in each tier. We could start with Manny. So of the tier one guys that uh, you know scouts and everybody are are proclaiming, how would you rank those top three guys? Uh, so it's pretty much in the order that you know you said it: Caleb, then Drake, and then and Jaden. Um, I think the gap between Caleb and Drake isn't as far as it is from. Jaden and Jaden and Drake. Um, I think Jaden isn't a terrible passer. Um, I think he's uh, very capable. I think he's capable of, um, like, if you take away his running ability, I think he's still capable of playing from the pocket. And we did see that at LSU um, his last year there. But you know, the running dynamic is uh, that's that's a pivotal part of his profile. Um, so that's kind of keeps him into that that top tier there. Um, and then you just want to see a little bit more um, just 
from him getting through his progressions quicker um, and just being able to work in the middle of the field. Um, you don't want to see him take those hits. Um, and sometimes it's not even just the hits that he's reckless with, um, just with the reads and, you know, trying to get out of the pocket or um, getting out of clean pockets too quickly if his first reads isn't there. Uh, so that's just kind of what put him behind uh, Drake for me. Um, Caleb, he's uh, he's been the number one since basically he took the job from from Spencer Rattler and has just been solidifying his profile since then. Uh, I think the fact that he's been able to translate over two programs, um, even though you know he did follow Lincoln Riley, but he doesn't really have, uh, I'll say any too many knocks on him. Um, I guess, I mean, we could take a look at his weaknesses. The weaknesses that you know, people have been saying is that he doesn't really take, he's always looking for the home run. Um, I mean, if you saw, if you watched USC play last year and their structure, they didn't really have the structure pretty much. Um, so they, he was playing out of structure a lot. So he kind of had to try and create plays um, that were really there. Um, so I think we did see that a lot more than we did the past couple of years uh, for Caleb, but I think he's still, you know, just a little bit above Drake. Um, Drake, you saw people, you know, talk about his um, inconsistencies. I didn't really see that too much. I saw inconsistent results, um, but he did. Um, that was due to, you know, just a lack of supporting cast that he had. So I didn't really put that on him too much. Um, you still saw him demonstrate some uh, pretty solid arm talent. Um, I think a, a little bit more than Mason Rudolph. Um, and then uh, just his, his his mobility, I don't think it'll translate as well uh, on the next level. But, you know, the fact that he is able to move around, he's able to throw on the run. I think that that's going to be um, a translatable aspect. You know, he reminds me of he reminds me of uh, Justin Herbert Light. I think that's yeah, I think that's yeah. a good comp. Yeah, I would say I think I, I, I love that you brought up um, Herbert, actually, because May gets a lot of like Josh Allen comparisons with the way he can be a little reckless, but like because of that arm strength, because of what he's able to do, it will create those reckless plays. I think he has like a, a little bit less than Herbert's athleticism, but he is Josh Allen's brain. So he feels like he can do more with like Herbert. I'm not going to say he doesn't think he can do anything. He's one of the five best quarterbacks in football, but he doesn't have like Josh Allen's brain, whether that's like, you know, you want to call it up to recklessness or just like taking hey, chances, but that might be a good um, thing to have Josh Allen's brain, dude. I mean, if Herbert did, though, if Herbert did, though, a lot of things can unlock for him. But we're talking about these rooks. Um, I, I love that. I love that you brought that up, though, Danny. I wanted to actually move to Chris because Chris, known Jaden Daniels advocator, um, so th- they're starting to be questioned. I think if you ask, like, right at the end of the season, who would be the third pick for the Patriots? A lot of people would said Daniels. I think a lot of people are starting to shift towards maybe Marvin Harrison being that pick. Chris, where do you see your guy, Jaden Daniels, potentially moving up? And then if you have him somewhere different in the rankings, let us know as well. Um, I, I don't know. I think it, it's – I'm a fan of, of Jaden Daniels just off the strength of, I mean – if anybody's watching the show, they know like I'm a mobile quarterback type of guy. I like guys who can move and and like proven to be able to do that. Um, and I think Jane Daniels with and one thing you brought to me recently, Tom, was how many hits he's taken to LSU. And I know I saw it, saw it on film, but I think getting behind professionals, I think you he should be able to take less hits, be a little smarter with um his body in that sense. But I think uh he's more trying to be Superman. 
at that time LSU. So I think um, I think a lot of that will be better at the next level. Um, but at the same time, saying all of those good things, I don't think he can really move past uh, Caleb or, or Drake at this point. Um, I think he's just stuck at QB3 regardless of what combine he would have had or what how his interviews go or anything like that. I think he's just kind of stuck behind them for the simple fact that Caleb seems to be a generational talent across the board for everyone everyone seems to think that whether it's whether true or not i think it's it's just consensus that that's what it is and that drake may would be first in any other draft so in that sense it's just kind of like he's kind of stuck where he is um but yeah i like him for a couple teams that need a quarterback i think he can bring just a it factor that a lot of teams who need quarterbacks now could use or just a, a person who can ignite an offense a little more kind of like how they've been saying with justin fields to atlanta like how that would work i think jay dance could be the type of player you can plug into an offense and just turn it up a little bit more so um i don't necessarily see him in a place to be able to move up um i do still see him as qb3 but i'm just a big fan of him i think um if he has a better career than any of the top two guys i won't necessarily be blown away surprised because I, i'm pretty high on him right now i love that you mentioned justin fields and i love what manny talked about uh when daniels when his legs are taken away when they want to keep him in the pocket he is definitely more than capable of beating you i don't think he is as good of an athlete as lamar or fields is i think he's somewhere in between lamar and fields as a passer so i think that good combination it'll keep him you know his peak can be very good mind you i would probably say the only reason he's not considered a little bit closer to May, in my opinion, is just his age. He's he's a little old. He's a you know he's a lot actually like a lot of the tier two guys, but he's so unbelievably talented. He's so athletic that those legs will take him through the first couple of years, like a Josh Allen, like a Jalen Hurts, and for the foreseeable, I mean, for right now, Justin Fields. Um, so I love that both of the points y'all guys made. They kind of just mush together uh, as well. And the more I think about, it, I was talking to Danny. I was talking to Danny about this the other day. Like you said, Chris, May and Williams in every other universe where Caleb Williams just doesn't exist because he's one of a kind, Drake May goes number one. They are starting to remind me a lot more of Scoot and Wemby, where like Wemby's going one regardless. Scoot, you probably go one in a lot of other drafts. They remind me a lot more of that than like a little throwback here, like Manning and Leaf. Like a lot of people are like, oh, who's going to go one Manning or Leaf? And Colts ended up just going with the pro style guy. Um, so it's not really a lot of the Aussies like, oh, well, you know, you, you can pick your poison. They're just, they're both just that good. I'm, I'm starting. I think I'm starting to just simply prefer one over the other. But again, that's, that's just my opinion. I know Drake, Drake may has a lot of fans, rightfully so going to have hopefully a long successful uh, NFL career. Um, Danny, uh, you also, do you also have, Williams over May. Um, so I have Williams, May, and then Daniels, but I think it's Williams, May, in this A tier. I think Daniels is like a B tier just because of his age. I mean, he, he he had a senior breakout. That's like a telltale sign of players possibly having a not great six starting success in the NFL. No, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I definitely get. I can see why you would see. I don't want to use like the term A and B tier 
Because, I mean, like, in terms of a talent, I think Daniels is, like, with the top-tier guys. Uh, but he is old, uh, like the other guys. Um, but, yeah, obviously, speaking of, of the Tier 2 guys, we can get into that. This area is going to be about, this roughly, McCarthy, J.J. McCarthy out of Michigan, Oregon's Bo Nix, Washington's Michael Penix. Those are kind of the three bigger names after the top three guys. You also got to have guys like Tulane's Michael Pratt, South Carolina, and my personal sleeper of the draft, Spencer Rattler. Um, I, I don't think people want to throw Sam Hartman in that area, but he's also one of the quarterbacks in this draft. So uh, Certainly a quarterback. Certainly. certainly quarterback. Well, that is actually up for debate. But, Arguable. Um, Arguable. Especially after that senior bowl. But um, – I would say let's I would say let's start right, you know, where we started last round. Manny, how do you have this tier two group of guys, roughly like four through six, four through seven ranked out? Uh so first I'll start with four. I'll have um I have JJ there. Uh I'm not sure if he's gonna go in the top ten just because of the teams that are picking in there. Um, but there could be some trades up, but I think he's gonna be that next quarterback after the top three go. Um I like to I like possibly um just because Mike McDonald came out and said that you you know the QB situation is you know it's they don't have, they they have a QB situation like the Geno's not going to be the long term QB um, so I think you know if he does slide maybe outside the top ten I think Seattle has sixteen they could take a shot in there um, I I like his profile you know he gets a lot of knocks just because he's not throwing as much as the other prospects um, but you know that's it's been brought up a couple times over Twitter the past week now that you know. They've been leading at like eleven um, of the fourteen times by I think like at least twenty one uh, at least twenty one points. So he's not really throwing it that much in the second half, but in the first half he's throwing it as much as any other prospect in the. So um, the notion that JJ um, that John uh, that Jim Harbaugh didn't want him throwing the ball as much is you know that's just that. Um, it's 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 wrong. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So you know just with his throwing ability, um, I think he's you know, above average athlete at the position, um, not just with his speed, but just his uh, decision-making while he's in the open field too. Um, and just being able to get around and just extend plays, um, his ability to throw on the run, uh, fit it into tight pockets. I think that's, that's uh, probably the highlights of his profile. Um, yeah, I mean, hell, if the Chargers want to send Justin Herbert to the Steelers, they can take J.J. McCarthy at five. Oh, I mean, that's, yeah, fine. That, that's, that's fine with me. Oh, man. That's, that's something. After today, uh, Herbert just said he was fired up to play for uh, Harbaugh. I'll let you all imagine what Justin Herbert fired up looks like. But, uh, yeah, I would say pick it back. Uh, you can pick it back up with uh, QB5, Manny. Um, I think – I'll go. I'll go. Penix there. Uh, I don't think he'll go before before Knicks, um, just because of how the draft board will shake out. Um, but I do have Penix over Knicks. Uh, Penix is going to get. He's gotten a lot of flag just for his inability to, to create. You know, out um, or off platform. So it's. But I think that you know don't really need to create off platform. Then why are you like that's uh, that shouldn't be a knock too much um, if you're able to continue and play and you know deliver. I think you know just because he got a. He got beat up a little bit in, in the cha- in the national championship game, but you know, I think Michigan's sending 18, 18 or nineteen people to the NFL. Um, so I think if that's the worst it's going to get, I think he has some uh, some some upside there. But even though that's another knock on him, the upside with the with the age and then the injuries too. Um, but if 
as far as a player standpoint, I think he's um, he's a better quarterback, better passer than than Bo Nix. Um, and then with Bo Nix, uh, I'll have him right after. I think he'll he'll probably go before before Penix there, just because of the the um, not the age, just because Nix is kind of in that same category, but he doesn't have the injury history there, and he's kind of has more of what teams would want in the quarterback. Um, so that's that could be what gets him taken over over Penix there. Um, so I think, I think Nick's is, uh, he's, he's able to play within structure. Um, I think that kind of played into why we got two different Bo Nixes from when he was at Auburn in his early years, and then a little bit at Oregon, um, this, this last few years here. So I think, you know, he's able to play within structure and as he showed, it showed that, uh, but I think most of it, a lot of it was the, um, product of his weapons that he has. They're able to create a lot after the catch, um, and just been able to, you know, help him out a little bit there. And so I think, uh, yeah, he has improved a lot in that aspect, uh, but there also was that structure there that he was able to execute under. I think sometimes he's pretty inconsistent with his, his ball placement, uh, but he has, he has, a, he has an NFL arm. I wouldn't say it's like, you know, I don't say he has a cannon, but he has an NFL arm. He can, he can take shots downfield. Um, he can extend plays. So, you know, any team, and I was, probably say that he's NFL ready in terms of um, being able to come in right away and start um, executing an offense that that is kind of with the similar structure. Uh, so if he goes to Denver, I think that could possibly be one of the better cases for him. Um, but other than that, uh, I think, I think I have him about my Penix there. Yeah. I think I genuinely think Denver is in like, the worst position possible. They have Judy and Sutton. Sutton's aging. Judy needs a second contract. They both need to get paid. They need a quarterback. Their defense is okay. It's not great. Patrick Sertan's in a second contract soon. Yeah. They're not. They're just not in a great situation at all. Sean Payton's a good coach. That's about all they got going for him. And yeah, and they have pieces here and there. Bo Nix definitely an Elway guy. If you want to look at the track record, but um. Yeah, I like the breakdown of all that, and I would say, I guess, where you're, say, you're willing to take like the, the talent. Not I want to say more into consideration, but why I would flop Penix and Knicks is those like it's like there's like when a QB gets labeled like injury prone, like it could be like a, a broken finger or like you know like the way Embiid is labeled injury prone. It's just a bunch of different things. But like with Penix, it's probably the worst possible injuries you could really get as a quarterback. Shoulder, shoulder, ACL, ACL. And then some rib uh, damage in the championship game, which I'm not worried about. Like you just said, Michigan's defense was unreal. Like if that if that's the worst he's gotten so far. The red flags do stand out to me though. But uh, otherwise, I, I do. I, I never thought I would say this. I like that you put McCarthy at four, and I, I did not expect, quite honestly, to put McCarthy this high. I remember a couple of weeks ago, I was like, watch, I'm going to be able to walk out of this and say Rattler's better than him, but I, I can't say that. Um, I would say McCarthy, I love the term above average athlete, because everyone's like, if you're not Josh Allen, or like if you're not Lamar Jackson, you're just, you're not, you're not an athlete. It's okay to be in like that Mahomes area of athlete where you're not like, superior to everybody in speed on the field but like you get it done and i i, I think that's exactly how mccarthy he, he just gets it done and he's a smart runner where like Jaden daniels like takes 
the worst hits of any quarterback you'll probably ever see. Like literally looks like he gets hit by a grenade every time he runs into a defender. McCarthy plays it a little bit smarter and he is able to make guys miss, maybe chooses the slide sometimes, which is a smart thing to do as a quarterback. Um, And I love the points that you said about Bo Nix. We were talking about before the show. It's like, you know, Auburn was so out of structure. Like if you want to see him in like a, I got to do it myself, carry it all. Go look at his Auburn stuff. Auburn stuff. If you want to look at him as like, you know, I can work RPO, I can work short game, love the intermediate stuff, then go to his Oregon tape. And I think that works in his hands. I think he's a little bit more like I probably don't need a year to like sit, kind of like um, like McCarthy might need a year to sit. That's fine. He's a little younger anyway. Um. Yeah, I, I love the breakdown uh, on on all of those. Danny, I know you are a big Michael Penix guy. You were so ready for him to declare last year that you were going to put him as one of the top five QBs last year. Uh, so I'm interested to yeah. see here. Yeah, what, just what do you think about this this next best tier? Yeah, I think Michael Penix is the fourth best quarterback in this draft. And I, I don't really think it's that close. Um, I think – his ability to come in the NFL and play day one is higher than Bo Nix and JJ McCarthy. McCarthy has an opportunity to come into a good structure and play in, in within a good structure, which we saw with him do with John Harbaugh. And if he goes top to if he or Jim Harbaugh, yeah, uh, if he if he goes top ten, he's not going to a good team. Maybe the Atlanta Falcons. The Atlanta Falcons would be a decent team for him because having Bijan, having Kyle Pitts. Having weapons that he can distribute to might be a good spot for him at eight. But, like, if he goes to the Titans, that's horrible. Good luck. Well, they got Levis anyway, but example. It's an example. Um, It's – I just don't like him going to a C-list team, uh, like, between, like, seven to 15 – I hate him to the Steelers, actually, too. Um, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, J.J. would be a good fifth of the Steelers. He can distribute. He's Kenny Pickett that's a little bit better. He has he's decent processing skills. That's, that's like the only thing that Kenny Pickett's good at. He can process the defense. Hmm. Uh, I, I, you watch a lot more Steelers football than me. I won't doubt your opinion on that. Uh, however, as prospects, at least, because I watched a lot of Kenny Pickett at Pitt, I would 1,000% take J.J. McCarthy over Kenny Pickett I would coming too. out of college. I would, too. He's a little I bit think, better Kenny Pickett. I, I agree with the structure part. Like, when I say that McCarthy is quarterback four, and I assume Manny means this as well, I'm not saying he's going to oh, he's gonna turn a franchise around. What QB fours do that anyway? Like, I think in a good scenario, this could be – uh, an average quarterback, a top 16 or so quarterback. I uh, I think he's he'll be better than like like let's say you plopped him on like the 2029ers. I think he'd be better than Garoppolo. But I'm not saying that's he'll a hot, be that's like, a hot take. That's a hot take. I think he'd be um, better than Garoppolo. One because Garoppolo's a scrub and <laughs> two it's just he plays within structure well. You know, it's like you know, his number isn't dialed a lot. But when it is, he's going to answer. So, 
Um, that's just, that's at least what I like about it. Again, like I think with these three guys, it's kind of about you know you're pulling hairs at this point. But um, you know, I like it I'm too. Glad that, I'm glad Browns. that we all have good things to say about all these guys. Cleveland Browns future quarterback JJ McCarthy. Speaking okay, I don't know why that just reminded me of Zach Wilson. JJ McCarthy and Zach Wilson. I think people just see a generically attractive white guy and just like Zach Wilson. I'm like, they, they're just, they're, they're so different to me. They're, well, they're so you know, it's different. different. Zach Wilson, milf lover, JJ McCarthy engaged at 22. See, and that's what I want. I'm going to go a little Colin Coward for a second. I want that for my franchise. I want my guy to be settled down, proven loyalty before he even steps foot in the NFL. I don't Trevor Lawrence was married. He was married. Trevor, going Trevor to the Lawrence NFL. proposed to his girlfriend on the Clemson football field. The That's dude true. loves football. Wait, uh, and then he, he came to the NFL. They're like, "Do you love football?" He's like, "It's not my main priority." And they're like, "Oh my god, he doesn't like football." Yeah, no, no, no. He, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he loves football, but like, I don't know. It's just a guy who's cool, cool, calm, collective without it. Um, and I say we can swing it to Chris to to wrap this up before we talk about, you know, any sleepers or anything, Chris, did you have, like, I think we all might've had different orders. I had McCarthy, Knicks, Penix, Manny had McCarthy, Penix, Knicks, Danny had Penix, Knicks, McCarthy, McCarthy, Knicks, McCarthy, uh, Knicks. Okay. So Chris, how would you rank your, your second tier? Yeah, mine is the same as Danny's. So we're about to really spend a lot of time on it. I, I like uh, Michael Penix as well. I think um, – but I think one thing Manny did touch on, which is important, is just the, the injury history, especially coming in into the draft, like having that is always difficult. I know you just look at it for like linemen and stuff like that who have, have had injuries and stuff like that, but I think his injury issues is the only thing that's really scary. But as far as his talent goes, uh, I think he's the most talented out of that next core group. Um, I think McCarthy has a better ceiling than uh, Penix does, but I think – Today, Penix is the most talented out of that that last three. So yeah, my mine is pretty much the same as Danny. Yeah, as someone who's ten weeks post op ACL surgery currently right now, I I really understand the injury history. I, I get it a thousand percent. Yeah, Dan. No, Danny. Manny. Fun fact: Danny, by like two weeks after surgery, was walking around in just a leg sleeve, not even a brace. And he's trying to sit here and try to act like. First of all, he played the entire season without the ACL. He played his entire spring football season without it. And then now he's recovering at like the best pace I've ever seen for an ACO. <laughs> so yeah, dude, dude is different, but unfortunately he's taking all that talent to luckily, hopefully some NFL teams front office one day. I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking it to a uh, play for Bill Belichick. <laughs> you would have, would you'd want to, I would say you'd want to be someone in a front office that includes Bill Belichick. That could include a lot of nasty, nasty stuff. Okay. Bill Belichick. Yeah. So, <laughs> Um, I don't know if anybody has like some deep, deep sleepers that we want to talk about. Um, we here, we'll talk. I think, I think a lot of us are, might have the same guy. Um, Spencer Rattler is probably the top name, if not him or Michael Pratt, but Spencer Rattler is the top name outside of the top six guys. Rattler in his last year at Oklahoma threw for the most yards he ever did in college. Uh, took the turnovers down, didn't throw for like a lot of touchdowns, but he was efficient on a, put it simply, bad South Carolina team. Um, and of course, all the potential in the world with the arm strength, the arm angles, 
had some like pretty decent pocket presence, I would say, this year, especially with how bad the the line was. Um, where could y'all see? I guess we could. We'll start with Danny, then Manny, then Chris. Uh, Danny, where do? You, is there a team you'd like to see Rattler go to? Is there any place yeah. you think like he would fit, like perfectly? I would really like him on the New England Patriots if they do decide not to take Jaden Daniels at three. Um, I think if they go Marv at, at three and then take Dan, uh, like Rattler in the second or third round, I think I th- think they as Jalen Hurts said in his pre-draft, we can get freaky. <laughs> yeah, and funny enough, Jalen's last year at Oklahoma or his only year at Oklahoma, his backup was Spencer Rattler. That's where I was going for. That's yeah. where I was going for. I love yeah. That. One thing I'm going to do, I'm always going to root for the Oklahoma guys. I'm on a streak. Baker, Kyler, Jalen, Rattler, Williams, so and on and so forth. But Funny enough, my favorite sleeper in this draft, I don't think any of you actually even care about that much, is Joe Mitlin. I think what his ability to do at Tennessee was he has – Huge arm. He's athletic. He just got hurt. Um, Joe Some might just is, say that the, the Tennessee offense just might be a little Fugazi is all. <laughs> I mean. It's weird. It, it, it's a weird offense, yeah. but I can't knock the prospect for it. He's Yeah, like you said, the intangibles are there. I, I don't understand why people aren't talking about his intangibles. I mean, he, he's like Jaden Daniels light. I could see that. Except – He's like a light Jaden Daniels that you could probably get in the sixth round. I think he'll probably even test better at the combine. Uh, is he? Is he going to be? Is, he got an invite, right? I think he'll probably be. He should be. Yeah, I think he'll test pretty well in the combine and maybe. I out think of his. like I think the I could do numbers for guys like him, McCarthy, Rattler. You know, like who 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 is going to outperform him? Uh, to his br- little brother. <laughs> He wanted, an, he wanted to play an extra year. They just denied him. So now he's the force to go to the draft where he probably won't get picked. Like, you know how bad you got to be? You can't even be a Nepo baby. Like, that's messed up, man. He yeah. will be a Nepo baby. He's going to be Miami's practice squad. Gian, Giannis part oh, two. Come on now. Vibe. <laughs> <laughs> he just compared Tulia to Thanasis. Not, you don't know if Thanasis has a podcast called The Thanalysis? It's pretty hard. That's a I great name. Not, I did not know that. I did. It's not a great know name. Analysis, it but it's no. It's he, actually he, like pretty cool breakdown. Um, well, he but, needs to analysis his own yeah. game. He needs to watch his own film. See what he can prove <laughs> on. I know you saw him hit the, the sham god, the, the nasty, the sham god. <laughs> uh, yeah, but okay. Back to college quarterback. Danny talked about uh, Rattler going to New England, and then Joe Millen's potential. Uh, man, who do you who do you have as or where could you see Rattler going as like arguably the top guy after that? And if you had any other sleepers, feel free to speak on them. Yeah, so Rattler's probably my main guy outside of outside of that um, the top two groups. Um, I might even squeeze him into that that second group there. Um, but probably maybe a team like uh, like Tampa, if they you know do decide to bring Baker back for on a, a short term deal, they could try and get a QB for the future. I think. Um, Rattler would be a, a good fit there. Um, but any team in kind of in that situation, maybe maybe Los Angeles, um, the Rams, oh, of course, not the not the Chargers. Um, but just because I'm not sure what's going to happen with Stafford um, and his contract and is just with their their long term 
um, long-term relationship uh, because there was there were a couple rumors about him getting moved uh, moved on from last year. Um, I think you know since he was able to bounce back from the injury, they kind of quieted down a little bit, so they'll try and probably work something out with the contract. Um, yeah. But you know, they're probably not too many years after that um, with the Rams, so I think maybe that'll be a good fit too. But you know, a situation like that where there's where there's already a vet um, that's maybe under contract for one or two years, um, probably one year, and then you know, Rat- Rattler can have a strong preseason, you know, solidify himself as QB two, um, and then the QB for the future that you know probably to take succession after their QB. Yeah, I can't imagine that QB room in Tampa if he goes there. Because he Baker's going to be like, yeah, I love Lincoln Riley. Rattler's going to be like, I left because of him. He benched <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can you can you blame him, though? Can you really blame him? No, I can't. I mean, he had Caleb Williams take a spot. Like, is, is that really that big of a deal? Right. You know, I feel like he should be okay with it. And, you know, he, he did look pretty solid in his last uh, last few years. He um, Best he cut that. Yeah, and you know that that's that's always huge too, um, because a lot of people are there seeing that in person, and you know you're you have any chance to uh, raise your stock there, you outperform. Um, well, Bo Nix and and Penix didn't really um, suit up and you know get to show up their stuff, so that you were able to have that opportunity too. So that's that was that was great too. I think that's going to bode well for him. Yeah, for sure. Um, Chris, do you have any thoughts on? The boy Spencer Rattler. I know Tony has a lot to say about his favorite player in the NFL draft, Spencer Rattler. That's why I'm going last. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's exactly why I asked you last. <laughs> to be honest, not really. Uh, Spencer Rattler was cool on the show I saw on Netflix, and uh, that's pretty much about it. What <laughs> do I know? So, at the end of the day, but also I will say this about Spencer Rattler. I know he is a elite athlete because he's also a basketball player at his uh, prep school too in high school. So I know he is an elite athlete. So I will say that. And from what I've seen, he has talent. So I think at the end of the day, talent always prevails. If you ask me, of course, pop preparation, all that. Yes, that all works, but talent usually prevails. And I think he has talent to be able to, you know, stick around the league at some, some way, somehow. Agreed. I'm afraid Chris, he's uh, going to be my version of Chris's cam reddish. That's my oh, fear. Perfect. But perfect. You're not lying, though. He did hoop with Nico uh, Mannion. He was killing. He was killing. Chris, uh, I didn't know if you knew your favorite player on the Ravens, Nelson Aguilar, was a phenomenal (laughs) hooper. No, Nelson Aguilar was was a hooper, and he is back again. So I'm not necessarily mad or sad about it. I'm just indifferent, uh, thankful that he can actually catch the ball these days. So shout out to Nelson, and shout out to all the hooper turned football players and football players turned hoopers, too. He yeah, said we're right catching now, babies, unlike Aguilar. Yeah. When when Nelson Aguilar is catching the ball, bro, he's one of the best vibes guy in the league. He's like so top tier vibes guy. Like literally, when he was catching the ball for the Eagles, like he's diving backwards into the end zone. He's just doing right. a bunch of, and he runs so I don't know how to explain how he like tries to juke people out. It's just so unorthodox. But it's yeah. I remember I sent Danny a video. He this play against the Lions in 2018, I think. He hit two spin moves. The second one was so unnecessary. It was ridiculous. Uh, y'all could definitely find it if you just look up Eagles Lions 2018 or whatever. Just, but, just search up uh, Nelson Aguilar double spin move. Yeah, dude. It, he's he's ridiculous, man. But shout out to him. Bro. He's, a, he's a legend in Philly forever, regardless of the ups and downs. Like uh, He had a great game in the Super Bowl, too. I'm pretty sure he had like 81 receiving yards. He caught like several crucial third downs. But uh, yeah, with Rattler, though, uh, I've said this. Uh, a bunch of times to Danny, 
I would love to see him go to Pittsburgh if they're not going to get fields. If they don't get fields, they should go for fields first. If they don't get fields, your QBs on the roster will be like Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett. And you can't justify, you probably won't even be in the position to draft a quarterback in the first round. Like without the him being the, like that's going to be the day one starter if, if we draft him. So in yeah. the second or third round, you take Rattler. In any situation, second or third round, maybe late third round, early fourth, Rattler. But with the Steelers, it'll remind me a lot of a while back. The Eagles, the QB competition was Foles, Vic, and then they drafted Barkley, Matt Barkley. Uh, now, Barkley didn't end up winning, of course, and he didn't end up having like a crazy, end of, I mean, solid backup, not even solid backup, a backup quarterback for some time. You know, that's the dream. But Rattler, you put him in that QB room. He's the highest ceiling of any of those guys. Um, Yeah. You already seen what you got with Pickett, I feel like. I mean, he might walk out there day one start or whatever. Uh, there's obviously a limit to the offense w- with Rudolph, but I think why I think Rattler would mold perfectly with the Steelers' offense is he had a guy in South Carolina that I- I'm hoping Manny is a big fan of. I'm pretty sure he is, Xavier Leggett. Like, He's so good. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, dude, a freak, like a freak, just like George Pickens. Just going to go up there and win you that every time. I think that would be perfect for Rattler's transition into the NFL. Um, and then, of course, you know, you got the you got Pat Fryer Muth. You got, you know, the two running backs, um, which yeah, we'll, I, can't we'll under, I can't underestimate enough how important that is for Pittsburgh that they have two good running backs. But, dude, Especially with what other team who puts 40 rushes in a game? That's an advantage. A, a lot 2021 Eagles-esque. That you can I just disagree go with one you. guy it, and the other. It's not it's not an advantage when it comes down to a playoff game like the Bills when they play the Bills. They can't run the ball forty times. They're gonna have to throw the ball chunk plays. Oh well, well, yeah, that's why you draft Spencer Rattler and then he wins you the and season. you win you win that Bills game with Spencer Rattler. If you I'm kind of indifferent, I'm kind of I'm kind of like at at like end right now. Mason Rudolph looked very good in the playoff game. Yeah. He went toe to toe with Josh yeah. Allen. I mean, like. If he didn't throw that pick where Deontay could have, he could have caught it. I mean, if Deontay catches that ball, the Steelers you're talking about the red zone. A, you're talking about the red zone pick. Yeah, there's just a red zone pick. That's just a bad decision in my not like like bad decision to throw it, but just bad play call too, in my opinion. But well, why are you throwing a faded Deontay in the red zone? You yeah, I would say you have a guy who quite literally turned 50-50 <laughs> balls into 70-30s. But yeah, it will be interesting definitely to see what the Steelers are going to do. I, I 100% agree. Um, I don't but, care yeah. what we do. It's going to yeah, be the same say. situation. Average quarterback play. TJ Watt taking us to a ten and seven record. <laughs> don't worry, it's, Spencer, it's, Spencer Rattler's it's, day, and y'all eleven wins. Don't worry about him, man. He's got you. As so long as we get our, someone who gets past that hump, it doesn't matter to me. I say I plugged our list into Chat GBT to give us a consensus list. It is Williams. It is Williams, May, Daniels, JJ, Penix. Then Bonex. That was what they spat out, and then all of us have Rattler at the seventh. Um, and yeah, can't wait for the combine. It's going to do so much justice for some of the other guys uh, in here. But what I wanted to do, uh, I wanted to move on and talk about the Clippers rebrand. While uh, we have Manny here, uh, known Clippers fan, uh, they just came out with a new logo, new uniforms. Obviously, they're going to be in that amazing stadium. Or arena soon. Um, 
And, you know, like someone said on Twitter, big day for people who just found out clippers are boats and they're not referring <laughs> to the barbershop tools. Uh, but, yeah, I would say the last time the Clippers did a, did a rebrand, a lot of people were saying this looks like clips art that you would find on Microsoft Word. But now, you know, uh, people have their opinions on it. I want to hear from the Clippers fan himself. Manny, what do you what do you think of this Clippers rebrand? Yeah, I definitely like it a lot better than the, uh, the last rebrand that we had. Um, the logo, I really – the last logo was – it was it was pretty lazy um for a team that's you know trying to set themselves apart you know trying to cast themselves out of that that little brother shadow uh i think that was that's not that's not the effort you want to give i think now we're kind of you know cooking a little bit um i like the the uh the different sets of logos that they had i like that they brought back the red jerseys um but into it i like that they kind of being innovative with it you know bomber took charge he's putting a lot of money into a lot of different facilities um like I think the, that concept that he has um, where he talked about the wall, where it's just going to be like all Clippers fans, is just, I think that's that's going to, because that's one thing that we really like, you know, like a home court advantage. Um, so even if we still don't really get that in Inglewood there, it's going to it's gonna sound like it, um, just with the way that everything is set up. And then he's going to have that wall there. So it's going to it's gonna be, I think I'm, I'm ready for it. You know, hopefully we could bring a banner in there opening night. You know, that would be great. I, I, I think that's, that's, that's the agenda I'm going to roll with. Um, just as long as our guys stay healthy, uh, mostly Kawhi, I think, I think, yeah, I don't like how we're looking right now. Just coming back from the all-star break, um, just some three consecutive. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll give them a little slack. I'll give them maybe another game or so to, you know, get back on board, but, um, hopefully, hopefully we can, you know, go into it with, uh, with the, with a banner, at least, uh, some, some positive momentum going on with the, with the rebrand there, but overall I'm here for it. I love. I had some. I would say Doc said I got some guys here and some guys in Cabo. Maybe Paul George is still in Cabo. I don't know, but looks like. Go ahead, Danny. Well, what I was gonna say is my favorite player growing up was Russell Westbrook, so I I always root for him no matter where he's at. But I am a Sixers fan, so James Harden gets uh, ducking from the smoke hate. Yeah. Whoa! Come on. No, that's understandable. I get. That. I feel like y'all should have some love for Harden. You should be more mad. No, at I, I, I I do have some love for Harden. I mean, I I hate I hate that he underperformed in Game Seven of the playoffs. That's hey, really what I hate. Look, look at someone else. I I'm looking at him too, man. I'm looking at him. <laughs> look at everybody that was not named Tyrese Maxey that day. Okay, okay. Tobias Harris had a good game. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. Yes, he did. Yes, Yo, he, he had a good did. series. He looked. I think he walked by like eight points in the fourth quarter too. When it comes to the playoffs, Tobias Harris is greater than Joel Embiid, unfortunately. Sorry. Dude, <laughs> Tobias Harris <laughs> first four games. Jason Tatum could not score that great against Tobias Harris. I don't know what he did. Whoa, 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 whoa. He we magic spell. Part, watching the end of game three, he gave y'all like eight straight to end the game. Oh, yeah, that was that was you, crazy. You were watching game three. <laughs> we, we were all – remember, because we went up, we went up, we found Mush. We were at his table chilling after the Red Sox beat the Phillies where everybody's watching on the big screen. I got – Hulu up, and for once in my life, I have faster streaming than everybody else. I just saw Tatum hit Tobias with a step back three. Cash. I thought I, I, I thought the Celtics were just going to get him up out of there in, in five, and they should have. But you should have heard all the smack I was talking to him after Harden hit that uh, the three. I was I was at game 
four and game six? No, game five happened, and I was like, we still winning this. <laughs> and then, you know, Tatum had 67 points in five quarters five of quarters. basketball. Yeah, yeah. Was... To put Joel and them away. But, well, uh, now, some reminiscence about the past. One thing. It was 83 to 81, and then Tatum, I believe, went 12 straight to end the, to end the quarter. He scored – he outscored the Sixers in the fourth quarter himself. It was nuts. It was like six, six, 16 to 14. Yeah, it was crazy. Revived his career. Best 5 for 20 game I've ever seen. But <laughs> I'll say one thing uh, that Manny brought up with the banner. Last year, not for this season, but last season, I predicted beginning of the year, I said Celtics over the Clippers in seven games in the NBA Finals. And that is a very wild possibility. Like, never wrong, just early. Uh, now I'm going to take it to a world-renowned Clippers hater. Uh, I don't even I only right want to say Clippers right hater. There. The dude just don't like Kawhi Leonard. We'll bring it to Chris. Chris, what do you think about the the rebrand, the the rebrand of the Clippers, and like Manny said, you know the the efforts to just get out of that Lakers shadow. My bets are that he likes it. No, this take is about to be so ironic. Uh, I'm one of the only people in the world I feel like who think the Clippers jerseys are always lit. So like the older Clippers jerseys, I was talking with Manny about it before we started. The the uh, cursive jerseys, I love. I like writing. I like the Buffalo jersey with the white, orange, and black. Like, I like those as well. I like the baby blue ones. So, like, I'm always been a fan of the, the Clippers jerseys. I've always been a fan. I think this rebrand is even more lit than that stuff because, A, the red jersey is probably the most fire jersey right now. Whenever that drops, that is that is elite. That is elite jersey right there. And I think, too, I think Manny touched on it as well. Like, they're just taking a chance, like going to do something totally different than what they've done, I feel like, in the last – 10, 20 years. So I think it's I think it's really lit, especially to go into a new stadium like this. I think they're doing it right. The only thing that would make ice on the cake is, you know, what Manny said is, is getting a banner. So I think I think it's really nice. Bombers putting his money where his mouth is, showing that they don't want to be Lil Bro no more. And I think that's what's beautiful about it for like diehard Clippers fans who've been there, locked in from before Lob City, after Lob City, all those times. I think it's just like an old to them. And I think they're old, old it. So I think it's really lit. Um, and I think it reminds me of like when the Cowboys, I'm here in Dallas now. So when the Cowboys were first building that that new stadium, where it was like, oh man, this is gonna be like the new standard for all the, the stadiums being built if they can even get up to it because it's so good. I think the Clippers like that. This rebrand is a part of that. Like if it goes well, year one, year two, it'll be like the next standard for the teams who are trying to you know kind of go through that. So I, I think it's lit. I think it looks really really nice too. Well, Chris, yeah, uh, I'm gonna speak about absolutely it. Absolutely love the red jersey. The city of LA. This the Intuit Dome is near SoFi. So it's it's part of that like new SoFi, not mm. modern future futuristic style of. So I think mm. they're trying to make a Clippers Rams, and then you could be Lakers, like Chargers. You, gotta, you, you, gotta, want, you know, no, it would be it would be Clippers Chargers then Rams Lakers. I mean, mm. it doesn't. Yeah, it really doesn't matter which team football. Trust team me, teams, they're, they're the same. It stadium. does matter. It the is. It is Lakers, Rams. Dodgers, and then it's Clippers, Chargers, Angels. Um, it is Clippers, none, none, because <laughs> the Chargers and Angels, the Chargers and Angels don't have fan bases. Low bros, there's big bros and low bros. You know, just same and thing it, with the it, New it, York teams. Oh, I don't think so. The the Giants and Jets both have a lot of fans. They just both suck. Well, no, it, 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 not in that aspect. It's like there's three teams meant to be on one side and three teams meant to be on the other. Oh, I agree Jets, with that. Mets, Nets, and then it's Knicks, Yankees, and Giants. Yeah, yeah, that's true. 
you know yeah, the, the, yeah, there's yeah, the creative yeah. ones and then the ones who can't make their own name but so, funny, <laughs> funny enough I, I heard a guy told me summer before the jets got uh aaron Rodgers. if you and five friends put a thousand dollars each on uh on the jets to win the super bowl you'd be a millionaire i'd be like that's not happening buddy so yeah, that's i'm making a donation, a donation. To the sports book. <laughs> yeah dude that, that's a donation and a half all right well all that being said, that was, of course, you know, the top QBs we had in the draft. Talk to Manny about the Clipper rebound. Manny, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show today. Again, I will drop his Twitter in the description below. Please go check out his work. Go check out. He's a great follow. He's very, uh, you know, inside of uh, on whatever you need, whether it's, it's draft content, regular NFL content, real good fantasy, very slept on fantasy football. He's actually won me some games this year. But, um, yeah, again, Please go check his stuff out. He he makes great content, writes great articles for Stadium Rant. Man, you got anything to say uh, before we part ways? I uh, appreciate you having me on, Tom, Chris, Danny. It was nice shopping it up with y'all. Hope to be on soon. And overall, good luck. I want to thank. I want to once again thank Manny for coming on. Definitely expect to see him a lot on this show for draft season. You know he knows his stuff. Now the next thing that I wanted to bring up. This is going to be one of our last things before we get into our NBA trivia. What NBA team do y'all think has been the most surprising this year? Whether like it can be like a team that's like you didn't expect to be in the play in, like in a basically what team has been surprising in a good way this season? Um, I would say the team has been most surprising in a good way. I would say it's the Pelicans. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I didn't expect I didn't expect much from the Pelicans, and they, I think they're the five seed as of today. I want to say. I either want to say the five seed of, as of today. Yeah, they're I think five seed. Six, 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 six. Yeah, I think six, Zion's six. been uh, – I think Zion's been relatively healthy enough. And I think when he's been on the court, he's been really effective. So I, I like uh, what they've been doing. I, I didn't expect to see them do well. I thought they would drop off like and be like a play-in type team and then look to blow up the Zion Brandon parents. So uh, that's been a pleasant surprise for me. I think my biggest surprise is the Orlando Magic. Um, I saw all the pieces. I saw all of the promise and hope. I did not see them potentially being a five or six seed. They're they're standing in there. As of today, they're the eighth seed. They are a game and a half back out of the five seed. They are three games out of the four seed. That's not something that I expect the Orlando Magic to be doing. I know they're young, but this team has a lot of heart. They're like the East version of the Thunder a year too early. Okay. I definitely like that that you guys pick someone, like teams floating around the play-in. My surprise is 10,000% the Minnesota Timberwolves. And oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, they were, you know, they were a play-in, a play-in team last year. And people were like, oh, how is this double big going to work? And you know, will Anthony Edwards, you know, take a leap to be the number one guy on a championship team? And it seems like everything's starting to come together. Maybe Ant isn't there just yet. Again, you're, you aren't the best player on a championship team until you do it. So, uh, you know, but Ant looks like he's playing the part. The double big is working phenomenally. This is the best defense in the NBA. They're already at 40 wins. Definitely going to get 50, probably going to be flirting. Should get 60 wins. Uh, they'll have to go 20 and five to get there i think they definitely got it they're 77 and three in their last 10 i think the minnesota timberwolves have been the most surprising since that went pretty fast let's flip it 
What team's been the most disappointing this season? Well, I was just going to comment on that. Uh, D'Lo, since that, since they got rid of D'Lo, they've been very good. Maybe the Lakers can take some hints from that. It's not hey, – D'Lo is not – it's all about the fit. D'Lo is nowhere near the problem. D'Lo is the solution. The problem is Darvin Ham, Torian Prince, and those other losers that are on the roster. Free them and, and move Gabe Vincent for somebody who actually plays basketball in the season. Move him for a play. Yeah, I was going to not send him back to Miami. Thank you. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Only place you uh, send him is Miami. Send us. <laughs> no, no, no. Of course not. A small guard in, in Boston? No, thank you. No, yeah, they. I saw somebody tweeted out the other day. They was like, ever since Brad Stevens became GM, he's like, he's like, we not having an undersized guard on my watch. <laughs> ever since he became GM. Kemba oh, I, I will on. say though, the team that's been most disappointing to me is the Hawks. But yeah. Because I, I, but I thought last year was a fluke. I really, I don't think the Murray Young pairing is bad. Like the consensus do, I don't think it's bad. But it, it may just be. I think the the lack of wings that are actually good outside of Jalen Johnson is the real problem. Like DeAndre Hunter's not good at basketball, unfortunately. He's just not. Sadiq Bay's actually better than DeAndre Hunter, but they paid DeAndre Hunter twenty million dollars, so he has to play over him. So that's unfortunate. And then they don't have another like they can't play their their shooters together because their shooters are. It's Bo, it's Bogdan, but you can't play him, Trey, and Dejounte together because you're food in the back there. And then you, you know, it, it's just you know, it's rough. So I, I think I think that's been the most disappointing. So I, the Hawks are, have, have really blown me. Yeah, I'm sticking in the East. Minus yeah, I was just gonna comment on that. Oh, go ahead, Danny. Sorry, Danny, cut you off. Go ahead. You're good. It's the Toronto Raptors. I, I, I mean, they started off with Scotty Barnes and Pascal Siakam. They got a decent, they got decent guard play. And they just don't get it done. Like this, this team. Maybe it's coaching. Maybe they could sneak into a, a play in. I don't even want to see a play in if I'm them. I want to get a top. I want to get a lottery pick and move on. Yeah, I would agree. I would say one thing I want to say about the Hawks. The Hawks. I think the most disappointing thing is is that when you have this ultra talent in Trey Young, and you're sitting that low, it just doesn't make sense. Like, how, why are the Lakers a nine seed? You have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. You have two superb talents. How are we this low? That's how bad the rest of the team is. Outside of like D'Lo, Reeves, um, you know. And then, you know, Luka. Luka missed the playoffs last year. It, it just sucks. It just sucks. You want to see your best players on the on the biggest stage, you know. And then, so when Trey, when Trey and Wemby link up inevitably next year, we'll be there. And when what Wemby are, what, makes What are we going to call this? Tremby, oh my Trimby? god, you're so Tremby. No, you're so Tremby. No, yeah, you're gonna be trembling. And and two, I heard is I heard rumblings. Now this would be really stupid. This would be really stupid. But I heard rumblings that the Hornets would move Lamelo for the right price. If I'm telling y'all right now, if Lamelo goes over there with Wimby, I'm moving to San Antonio because I'll be there. I'll be there. Day Wimby and, and Lamelo Ball. I'll be there. Yeah, that they they it's might have sold out crowds every night. Just make sure it's right. so hard to pray. get him out of there. Chris and bead for Wemby. Duh. I'm saying no if I'm the Spurs. Nope. Oh no, no if you're the Spurs. Duh, if you're the Sixers. 100 if I'm the Sixers. Yeah, Maxi and Wemby for the next ten years. Feed the families. I think we asked we asked this question before he got drafted. It's like what players are safe from getting traded for Wemby? And I think we had Luca, we had Luca, Tatum, LeBron. 
I don't I think, think LeBron is. I think Jokic was in there, maybe. Was Jokic? Oh, in there? no, no. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was me talking about it. I said Giannis, Jokic, Tatum, Luka, and LeBron, I think was the five. LeBron, the reason I said LeBron is because while that might sound right on paper, draw me up a trade package for LeBron. It just sounds weird. Like, realistically, <laughs> if it's head up one on one and you're the Lakers, Probably wouldn't be thinking about your future, then yeah. But LeBron yeah. will get LeBron will get the black SUVs at Rob Palenka's house in like five seconds if he did that. So and then watch, watch what happened. If LeBron's be traded to the Spurs, all the cast space that, that they had, they bring in every star that was available at that point. UBC and Popovich coach Brian Kawhi and somebody else, some other third guy that'd be ridiculous. I I know how to I know how yeah. clutch work. Like you said, I know how they work. Yeah, and then but now you look back on that list. I'm taking Brian out, unfortunately. I think Luca and Giannis would be. Oh, I think I also said Curry. I think I also said Curry because the Warriors just wouldn't want to trade him. But yeah, I think Luca and Giannis would be safe. Luca and Giannis. I think those two. You think Giannis is still safe? Yeah, only off the strength. That's fair. Because how 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 much of an alien Wimby is? I think Giannis is like alien esque, like that. And Giannis is Giannis is just ridiculous, low key. He's Joe Loki, just ridiculous. So him and Luca would be the only two I would say. Even Jokic, I I would I would think about it. I would think about. I think. I mean, yeah, I, I would think about it. Yeah, I would say. Giannis, just that Giannis said, I am human too. Uh, I have bad day. You have bad day. He is Man. dog. I <laughs> hate that that clip after the first round got is like now in every motivational thing like ever. No, dog. You just got your ass buzzed by the eighth seed. He said, there's no failure in sports. Yes, there is. You just got your ass whooped you by a team whose best player is Jimmy Butler. You just failed. you just let Jimmy Butler average like thirty six on you for a series. So uh, and no, he hit that he hit, he hit that inbound fadeaway off the glass. But oh also, don't forget, don't forget, Giannis is over there playing with a handicap in Chris Middleton because he doesn't even like playing basketball. I don't think or and or can't stay healthy. I don't even know. What I mean, he got is. paid. Shout out to him. Unfortunately, now he's starting. He leaguer, he leaguer got paid. Jay, uh, Jay Crowder and Connaughton in the three spot instead of Chris Milton is the nastiest work I've ever seen. <laughs> that team has bad vibe, bro. Follow, uh, what's their name? What's their name? What's the Twitter account's name? They base things off of their horoscopes and like their uh signs and stuff and how compatible the team will be oh. based on their signs. Oh, I forget their Yo. name. It's like, um, oh my god, I, I, I'm sorry, I gotta find it right now. It's called. Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't think of the name. What, what, what they say about this? Uh, they said that Chris Middleton looked like a fish with his, some teeth. <laughs> yeah, dude, he he's hit, man. I can't even lie. But dude, I'm never gonna find it. I'm never gonna find it. I can't think of the name. But it, it's a cool Twitter account. Like, and they're kind of right all the time. It's based on like like their synergy, basically. Like, can this team? Funny enough, the only two pe- the only person LeBron gets along with on the Lakers due to like sign compatibility is Anthony Davis. Doesn't get along with anyone else. <laughs> everyone else gets along with each other, just not them two. Those two are separate from everyone else, which makes so much sense. Same thing with the Bucks. I'm pretty sure like Dame and Giannis like aren't compatible or whatever. It's crazy. But with that being said, we're going to go into our NBA trivia. Um. Give me one second. Uh, so, today we will be blind ranking, or you two, 
Chris and Danny will be blind ranking these five guards. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? I'm going to be... I and mind ready. you, y'all have to come to a consensus on this. First is, guard... Wait, wait, wait. Can, can, I, can I guess? Is Mike Conley on this list? No. No. Can you stop trying to guess who's on the list? Okay. All right. So, first guard up, Jalen Brunson. Four. Y'all got to come to a consensus. Y'all got to talk it out. Mm. Oh, is this this year? Yeah, we're, 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 we're ranking guards off this year alone. Oh, okay, three. well, I'm cool with three. I'm cool with three. Okay. So, we're going to log Brunson in at three. Next guard, Donovan Mitchell. He would have a special season. I think he's. I think he's a little slept on in the MVP conversation as well. I would have if it's just guards. I would have him at two. But I'm. I'm hoping if you leave this one down there, he's only been one guard better than him to me this year. So I'll, I'll put him at two. That's my guess. I'm. Uh, I'm with that as well. Okay. Cool. Okay. We're putting Mitchell at two. Okay. Next guy up is going to be Trey Young. Damn it. Damn it! I knew we should have put Brunson at four. No, nah, I like Brunson. I, I like Brunson over Trey Young this year. Um, no, I'm cool with Trey Young. Knicks fans think that Jalen Brunson is the best player on the planet. He's having a special season. They do yeah, ride. He him is, too. but I, I, I got to applaud, applaud him. Four is valid. I said I got to applaud him for how his three balls come along. So, where are y'all ranking him? I, I would say Trey. Trey, I'm cool with four. Damn it. All right. We don't think that Trey Young is worse than Jalen Brunson. We just think that this season. That's valid, though, Danny. Okay, fourth guy up on the list is Damian Lillard. Oh, five. (laughs) Loser, five. This this season? Yeah, he's five, dude. Okay. (laughs) Please be who I think you want to take a crack at who you guys think this number one guy will now have to be. Kyrie Irving. Is it Anthony Edwards? Please be Anthony Edwards. No. The Damn guy, it. the guy you guys, Tyrese Maxie. Like this. It is Tyrese Maxey will have oh. to be. Your <laughs> hey, hey, yep. hey, Chris. Chris it was Chris. essentially the five guards who made the all-star game. I like Tyrese Maxey at one more than Damian Lillard. So, yeah, yeah, I'm cool with that, too. I'm cool with that. Yeah, well. I would say if you just, if you tried and put Mitchell at one, then yeah, I'm, Mitchell, Maxey, Brunson, Young, Lillard isn't horrible. That's not bad, yeah. But, you know. I think I would say, good. you know, you originally I had originally I had like Shay, like I was gonna pick two real good guys, two like okay guys, and then two like like a, a role player. Like to screw with you, I was gonna do like Shay, uh, Luca, Derek White, oh Dejounte Murray, and then like Mike Conley. I was gonna have Mike Conley in it actually, and Danny. Yeah, to, I'm actually cool better. with that list. I think that list is valid. I think the only thing, if I was able to look and see, I'd probably have. I probably have Mitchell one. I go Mitchell off this year. I go Mitchell, Brunson, Maxi, Trey Lillard. That's what I would do. Yeah, as long as you know Damian Lillard last. Oh, 100 percent last. And and he he not better than Derek White. I'm afraid. But (laughs) not. Let me not do that. Celtics (laughs) will never beat the Super Team allegation. I'm riding with that. I I think George Pickens would be a better guard than uh, Damian Lillard this year. Funny enough, they turned they turned Drew Holiday into San Antonio Spurs Derek White, which is beautiful because now you have Celtics Derek White with Spurs Derek White. Beautiful, beautiful. And now this Derek White 
acting like Pelicans Drew Holiday. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He just cut the hair off, and that's what gave him his powers. And then Jalen Brown, I don't know. He, he had the Kobe like, Bryant, yeah. Kobe Bryant powers. Jalen Brown, oh, and then we got really Chris Stops, Chris hmm? Stops acting like Dirk, <laughs> and then Jalen Brown is Rui. Yo, no ever. <laughs> you would kill for Jalen Brown on your team instead of Rui Hachimura. Bro, I would trade Rui. I would give them my social security number. Whatever they need, send send it. Send Jalen Brown. Send it. All right, boy, Jalen Brown maybe send it. Unironically, would fit well with Braun and AD. It'd be so. Call good. me crazy. I would not be. I'm not trading De'Aaron Fox or Tyrese Maxey for Jalen Brown in current day NBA. Duh, dude. What? That's not crazy. It's funny. It's funny I should have put Fox in here, but I wanted to keep the East guards. Damn it. Yeah, if you don't put the Aaron Fox, first. Fox, the Aaron Fox is one, dude. He is so tough. He's a beast. He's a yeah. He's tough. I remember like like he didn't have like a great rookie season. I don't even think he made a rookie team. He might have made second team, but dude, yeah, he just he cut his hair and he's been on one since like like the avatar. And on, on top wow. of that, bro, this is the funny part about the NBA. Like, all these guards have been playing so great. We're going to have John Morant this year. Like, John Morant will be back next year, and somebody will be bumped off. Somebody will be bumped. Somebody will. If he, if he stay healthy, somebody will be bumped off. John Morant's it's better great. than three of those yeah. guys on that list, I'd say. Yes. And then we have, you know. Why did the Sixers not trade for Lamelo hasn't been playing dude. either. Oh, and Lamelo hasn't played. Lamelo hasn't been playing. Derek Lamelo. White don't got his own team, so, you know, he right. can't really be balling like that. If Derek White Russell, had his own team, Daniel Russell behind LeBron and AD, unfortunately. If he's Derek, back in Derek White on his own team, Derek Derek White as your number one is getting you more wins than if Jordan pulls your number one, or Pascal uh, Siakam as your one. Y'all yeah. forgot about y'all forgot about the best player in the NBA next year, Paul Reed, Cade Cunningham. Yeah, <laughs> I mean Cade Cunningham. He ain't, he ain't hurt or nothing. He ain't hurt or nothing. He just plays in Detroit. <laughs> Yeah, K been balling though. He's been balling low key these last like they almost, games. They, 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 like they almost beat the Knicks. They almost beat the Knicks. Off a yeah, bad Dante Vincenzo did his best uh did his best TJY impression. Dante, that last play, Trump, my man. Dante <laughs> Vincenzo. Oh. Yeah, the, 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 uh, the Knicks almost pulled uh the Knicks almost pulled a Virginia versus Furman. Yo. <laughs> That was the worst I pass that. I've ever seen in my life. That was the worst pass I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen a worse pass than that. What, what were they said, doing, bro? Said, Number one, said, time out. Bro, he was two. on FanDuel, and he, he was said, like, dude, where's our line? Bet. He said, dude, this isn't Virginia, Virginia Tech. This is March Madness. <laughs> this isn't Detroit. This is the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, man. But I think that's everything oh we got God. today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you're watching it on YouTube, please leave a like, subscribe. Comment down below your favorite part of the episode. Make sure you go check out Manny's stuff on Twitter. Um, and if you're listening to this on audio platform, please follow it wherever you get your podcast. Like, give us a five-star rating. If you really enjoyed the episode, make sure you download it. Uh, anything to say before we get on out of here, guys? Now, I think we have under, un, we've discovered the truth uh, behind DeMontis Sabonis. And we understand oh. that basketball is played uh, not by unathletic people. Uh, basketball is conquered by people who have athletic and can score points. That's why assist leaders that aren't point guards are not great. Unless your name is Nicole. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, point center. It's okay. 
Yeah, he's, you know, seven foot. But I would say even when you think of guys like Luca, like Luca still has probably like a 30 something inch vert, which is better than 99% of the population anyway. So like, is he really unathletic? Plus he has world-class footwork and, you know, playmaking abilities. Like, bro, yes. Yo. Yes, he's unathletic compared to Derrick Jones Jr. Like, obviously, like those people, like, yes, he's unathletic. But compared to a regular person or a college player, he's not unathletic. That is, makes sense. I like that we all have a connection to Derrick Jones Jr. now. That, right. like, he plays for the city you live in, and he went to our middle school. And then he actually yeah. went to the same high school as one of our friends. He went, you know, Archbishop Carroll. Um, and one of the best hoop mixtapes of all time, by the way. <laughs> now we now we just got to meet someone who went to UNLV, and we all straight. Yeah, I'll tell you this. Uh, crazy Jaime Jaquez, oh, he is so good. Oh, he is one of them. He was yes. busting every one of the Kings all night long. He was he he was he was going in there with girth and tonnage. <laughs> Yo, he said he said I just busted right inside of him, and he. And he seems overwhelmed by my girth and tonnage. And then you might you got Steve, Stephen A. Then you got Stephen A. Smith on first take talking about. He said, "Oh, brother, if he ha- if this brother had a few more inches, oh, don't get me uh, salivating and fantasizing." Damn, then Paul Pierce followed up with it and said, "You know, I'm I'm tired of getting a little bit of him. I want I want the whole load." He like, said, I, "I'm tired of just getting a taste of him. I want the whole <laughs> load." And I'm a thousand percent positive he was talking about Joel Embiid. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah, man. Unreal. Uh, but those are Danny. Do you have anything else to add on? Nah, I just uh, – I love when Paul Pierce is like, yeah, the Celtics are finished. Are you talking about the, college, the Bucks? I think. The Bucks. The Celtics-Bucks series. He's like, this series is finished. Oh, yeah, after one game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's enough of – about the Freaks of the Weeks. Um, oh, from, oh we, we, got, we got Summits and Plummets oh. and Freaks of the Weeks. New, se- yeah. new segment coming soon. New segment, free to the weeks. We're going to be probably bring up Giannis every single time. But um, from AP New Freezer, Culture by Migos and DC Comics, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next week.